I believe we're recording. Should be. I think we are. I think we're rolling. I think we're fucking doing the thing. Episode 358, it's a solo rant. I didn't sleep too well last night. I've got a fucking headache. But, nobody ever got anywhere by being a pussy. Um, yeah. I was told you're supposed to get some snow, and now it's looking like we're just gonna get rain, which is some horse shit. Just some bullshit. I don't even like the snow. I don't snowboard. I don't do anything winter activity related, but... God damn, there's nothing more than I love. There's nothing I love more than watching a snowstorm. And we're going to get rain, so that's a little horseshit. But what do you expect? Life is suffering. Um, one, I've been playing Hitman a lot. I discovered Hitman like, fuck, I don't know, maybe like two months ago. Maybe three months ago. No, um, I don't know. No, I, I, I think I, around, I think in November sometime. Yeah, I don't know, maybe it's been like four months, I don't know, not important. Hitman, um, I'm, I'm retarded, the, how fitting that I'm wearing an Alex Jones sweatshirt while I say that, which will be available, you can buy, link in the description, stick you to the top comment, buy my merch, motherfuckers, or don't, that's cool too, but, you know, if you're a good person, you'll buy some merch, um, I'm retarded how I play video games. I don't... I really don't like to... There's nothing I love more than getting a brand new open world game and just, just like, running. Like, a, like going out to recess and you just sprint. Just to... You don't even care what you're going to. Just, like, pure, unabated, unfiltered, unbridled bliss. Like, I remember playing Grand Theft Auto 4 at my friend Joe's house or apartment... And the first thing I did was I like, got an RPG. I can still see it standing on the roof, shooting down at a cop car and watching it explode. And I was so happy. I remember playing Grand Theft Auto V at my brother John's apartment. Um, the morning of, I can actually, it would be the morning of October 3rd, 2013. Because uh, I went to his apartment and then he would drop me off at the airport the next morning. And the next morning I and uh, had my University of Miami uh, med school interview. And I remember playing uh, Grand Theft Auto the morning he dropped me off at the airport. So yeah, got to his house o- night of October 2nd. I played it the morning of October 3rd. Med school interview was October 4th. And I remember the first thing I did was I went and got an airplane and tried to crash it into the Mays Bank Tower. And I was so initially disappointed yeah, I remember I remember being disappointed actually the first time I played Grand Theft Auto 5. Cuz I remember no no no, bef- no, I did that. Died and I was upset that the building didn't collapse and I was also upset that the plane broke apart like a like a styrofoam plane. It just broke off into three pieces. I was like, "What?" I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, it, no, it should be destroyed. And then I remember getting onto the highway and getting in a shootout and very quickly was like this is just this is the same thing like I was just shooting cops and SWAT team in a helicopter I remember not being terribly amazed um as I played that more there's no purpose to any of this point is is I really like playing video games by not I don't play the story, turn off the tutorial, turn off the map, I don't want to know the controls, I don't want to know anything. Turn off the subtitles, 
just open it up and start just running around and playing. And I like learning things that way. Direct, hands-on. I don't like being told how to learn. I mean, I never went to I never went to, to lecture in college unless it was like mandatory. But I never went. I, I and I would often get in no bullshit, get the highest grades in my class. Literally get the highest grades in my highest grade in OCHEM too. Still remember that summer twenty twelve, Doctor Hubbard. Because I'd teach things to myself. I would get the chapter and I would just attack it and I would break it down in my own kind of weird, retarded ways. Like I didn't go through like practice questions or shit. I just love taking it head on and figuring it out as I went. Like, you know, yeah. Or building Legos. I mean, everything. I don't like to look at the directions. But to me, I derive pleasure from like the process of learning. And so with Hitman, the first thing I did was, I mean, I still don't know what the, the plot is. I've been playing the game for four months. Um, I, I I think Hitman two and three. I didn't even know. I didn't play one. I just bought the one on on the Xbox store. Um, first of all, maybe the cleanest game I've ever played. I mean, the sound design is orgasmic. Um, uh, the interactivity, the the total, uh, just sort of, uh, you know, I would take, I'll take Hitman levels over a Grand Theft Auto. I've always thought I was obsessed with Grand Theft Auto. I love the interactivity of Hitman levels. So in-depth. The audio is great. The ballistics are great. Far Cry ballistics are better. I love Far Cry ballistics. I love watching the tracers and the bullet arc. I love driving in Grand Theft Auto. There's no purpose to this episode, so just tune out if you're looking for anything. Hitman, though, Hitman, they got great sound design. I love the ragdoll. I love the fact that the bodies don't disappear in Hitman. I love the fact that the bodies don't disappear. They just, you can just rack up like a hundred bodies laying around. That's great. A lot of blood, a lot of gore, three-dimensional bullet holes. I like that. You know, I don't like the whole you shoot them and they just kind of flop over like a mannequin. Like, Hitman's disgusting. I would like to see full, like, biology like blow the bodies apart that would be gross i want the game to be unsettling yeah um but with hitman you know i i I just took i would just i took a very uh i took a very nuclear approach and that what i would do is i would just start at one point and I would just sweep across the level slowly, methodically. When I move past one point, I'm not coming back to it. I don't kind of run around to try to figure everything out. With Hitman, I move methodically. I start somewhere. Everyone I can see is going to die. <laughs> Guards, civilians, whatever. Targets, doesn't matter. And I just move, and I just sweep through the whole level, killing everybody. I like blowing all the shit up, breaking the windows. But as I went through every level and did that, and they're fun, kill everybody in Italy, kill everybody in the Maldives, kill everybody in a New York bank, kill everybody here, everybody, kill everybody in New Zealand, kill everybody in Miami. It's great, and it's fun, and it really doesn't get old. But I did slowly start to find that it was kind of fun 
to to play hitman in that actually try to be quiet try to be silent you know again a far cry far cry it's fun to roll up on a base and just fire missiles and and cluster bombs and incendiaries and just roll in there and blow the fuck out of everything but it's also really fun to lay out in the woods with a silence 50 cal and just take down the alarm so they can't call backups take out snipers take out the lookouts take out the heavy weaponries just just taking them down and eventually you hit this point where they catch on um, and they'll start looking for you but sometimes you don't well they can look for you but if they don't find you you can get like an undetected score which is like you get like a thousand bucks or something not in real life it's a total waste of time but you just take them and it's fun to just surgically because it's not always right it's not always it's not always brute force right it's there is something pleasurable um there is a little bit of a dopamine reward i remember my cousin uh telling me my cousin tim telling me because he does mma or jujitsu or whatever the fuck it is and i remember him saying he was like it's not like uh just you know it's not like a football or you just type thing where you just run at each other and knock the shit out of each other he's like it's this long just move counter move just positioning game and he's like when you finally do take someone down and it might take you months he's like it's a dopamine release unlike any other like you figured it out right like i've never understood walkthroughs for games I want to get the walkthrough. So it says, that's the, the whole fucking fun of the game. You want to walk through for real life because it's not always fun, right? It's, I, I guess if you're retarded like me, you like the process of learning. But like, like I think Stephen King said, because he, he wrote a book called On Writing. And I believe he either said in the book or he said somewhere about the book that the best thing that happened to him was that he didn't have a book called On Writing, because he just had to learn his own thing. You have to do your own thing, right? It's kind of like a species developing on its own island in the middle of the ocean. The the genetic drifts, right? Where it slowly becomes its own thing. Its own, right? It's like uh, you and friend groups, right? You develop your own cultures. Like, sure, you could be like white, middle-class America, East Coast, and you like the Red Sox, but you can go further and you can do like one click in one high school. It's like you guys have your own inside jokes. You guys have your own, you know, language, your own like noises, your own weird cat calls. And you slowly kind of like eddies, E-D-Y, right? And like rivers or, or fluid dynamics, fluid physics. And I think it's even with magnetism around flux and stuff. You get these like eddies, these little like currents. Like you go, you, you kind of curl off into your own developmental niche and fuck was I going with this developmental niche hitman I had no idea where I was going with that killing people shooting people blowing shit up I have absolutely no idea where I was just going with that Jesus Christ um it'll come back to us I think Hopefully. I truly just forgot what I was... 
But no, Hitman, shooting, taking time, dopamine release, dopamine release, figuring something out, the release of, of, of getting it, of figuring it out, of niche, Stephen King, hold on, we're getting closer, yes, uniqueness, you develop your own style, right, whenever you hear like a kind of unique, like, something like Post Malone, like the first time I heard, I just remember I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, the first time I heard Super Mash Bros, um, um, maybe like a Mitch Hedberg, um, Tim Dillon. I love Tim Dillon. Um, you find these things that they aren't sort of right. You know, it's like music. Like like all songs, despite them all being wildly different like they all still have like a verse or refrain a verse or refrain like what if you discovered music on some island like would they have that same structure you know even us it's like writing it's like you have different languages but still like characters clump together into words separated by spaces most times going from left to right but what if you went right to left what if you went whatever point is is that you just you create your own unique way and that's where you get like a Stephen King or something so I think there's something fun about learning things your own way that in itself provides a unique outcome, right? Like I, like when, when, when reading Ochem, a lot like Hitman, I would go through one page. And when I went through that page, I didn't want to come back to it. So it might take me an hour to go through two pages of Ochem. But I never had to go back to it. I was finished with it. I understood it. I memorized it. I formulated my own theories. I'd come up with all my own theories and shit. Call them like Tommy's theorems of benzene rings. Lo and behold, I would—I swear to God, I would change. I would turn the page of two, three pages, and all of a sudden, you'd hit these laws, and it'd be like the laws of benzene aromaticity. And I would be like, motherfucker, I just discovered those on my own, right? Obviously, I didn't do the empirical research, but. I would sort of come up with my, and granted, you can't say that for, you know, like laws of physics, like everyone intuitively knows Newton's laws, but like, I always thought that was interesting that like, there were these certain truths that laid under the surface, regardless of whether or not you were taught them, you could discover your own laws, right? For organic chemistry, SN1 and SN2 reactions. Um, again, aromaticity, para, ortho, meta, um, hyperconjugation. It was, you could always sort of kind of learn these things on your own. And to me, that was always, that was always very interesting, you know, kind of like math, like it wasn't invented, like it was discovered. And if we lost all knowledge on, of humanity, if, if the sun exploded and vaporized everything, there might not ever be any evidence of DNA or RNA. Maybe if there's any on like Voyager 2 or something, but what you could rediscover is math and the laws of physics, like constants of hydrogen or the weak nuclear force. And you can find them in unique ways. It doesn't always have to be you learn this way, you learn it that way. So with Hitman, you can kind of slowly learn how to do things. There's a lot of open ends. And you can move through it and you can 
there is something a little fun about not just going in. I mean, sometimes it's fun to dress up as a clown. Three seconds into the level, you throw a brick of C4, blow up a bunch of civilians, and it's just a firefight. That's fun. That will never not be fun, right? A World War II game where it's just an all-out siege on a city, that will never not be fun. But sometimes you're looking for, you know, like a SOCOM game. Sometimes you're looking for like a stealth where it's all about planning, planning, planning with the last 1% violent execution, literally and figuratively, where it's just the whole thing, right? You know, Captain Phillips, the, the, the Somali pirates, right? The whole thing is the Navy getting close. It's figuring out where he is. It's getting the snipers on the deck. It's taking in a, taking in to consideration the bobbing of the waves at night, the moonlight. It's all, it's not until the last hundredth of a percentile point of the whole operation that done, right? You could say the same thing about the Raid on Bin Laden. And it's a different kind of satisfaction. Granted, this is all very generalized statements. There's nothing satisfying about war. And I can't talk about that because I have never been in war. But the generalized point is there's a different satisfaction from like a D-Day to like a Bin Laden raid. They're just, it's two ways to skin a cat, right? So with Hitman, there is something about going and like taking down a security guard and changing into his clothes and then like walking along and like popping another guy and hiding his body in a trash can or something. And you slowly figure out after again and again and again and again, you just run through the level time and time and time again. Sure, you could listen to the entrance where the person's like, all right, Agent 47, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of tell you the story without really, you know, but that's no fun. You know, the tutorials of like, you should do this. And, you know, eh, that's no fun. It's fun learning these these sort of truths that like exist under there. You know, it's it's like uncovering a fossil. Like like if you just take a brush and brush away, you'll eventually find the whole thing. Like not you don't always need to be told it, right? It's like we were always going to figure out the wheel. We're always going to figure out fire and flight and and boats and shit. So, I'm just thinking of, like, um, the level of Hitman in New York, where you, like, go, like, I think the first thing I always do is, like, go right into the bathroom, change into a security guard uniform, go downstairs, you take some chloroform, and you can dump it into the AC system and gas the guards. And it's this sort of slow, moving, ducking, getting away from cameras, check, just, just taking things out. But there is this one sort of underlying theme. And it's that you keep going and going and going and you're maintaining this facade of 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 janitor, of bank teller, of investment banker, of whatever. And you play the part and you move through the level and you're just taking things out. All the while you've got this gun. I use it all the time, but sometimes you don't. Sometimes you've just got this like silenced pistol in like your leg pocket or something. And like you're playing along and you can even get like these pistols that like are undetectable from frisks. They're like these ergonomic, like almost like tiny flat things. 
and you can get patted down, you can pass security. But all the while, you know, like, you know that, like, you can't surrender because you're an ICA agent, the International Contract Agency, which I'm pretty sure is just a play on the CIA. Yeah, I'm real smart. You can't get anything past me, right? Um, I don't know why my voice just jumped up. Yeah. But, like, surrender's not an option. And so, like, sometimes you'll be playing for, like, an hour. You'll be moving through, and all of a sudden you'll you'll slip up, and someone will notice something. It'll be a guard. They'll be like, sir, come here. And, like, you can't run away. They'll start shooting. So sometimes you just, they'll come up to you, and, like, you kind of got to hope no one else is in view. They'll come up to you, and they'll be talking to you, talking to you. And if no one's around, you can, you know, karate chop them in the neck, or you can take out a pistol and just, just double tap right in the forehead. But there's this weird thing where it just sits on that I mean it's like a it's like a bear trap or a mouse trap it just it's just sitting there just ready to just at any moment just you know you put down a mouse trap how much does that thing move over its lifetime I mean I'm sure if you really zoomed in on like a micron level you could see the spring slowly losing its I guess springiness potential energy at a at a nanoscale is probably slowly turning into kinetic energy as it unwinds. But it's not until the mouse takes the cheese that it slams shut. 99.99999% of its its movement occurs in the last it's it's a, a weird thing where it almost seems like like the two different values of like time and action are actually sort of inversely interchangeable. And in that if you have like something like a mouse trap and let's say you put it down and it sits there for a hundred seconds and it doesn't snap until the obviously the last one second you would say that 99% of its time it did nothing and then movement was in 1% of the time but like the like the act of like putting it there and then maybe it moving a little bit with like you know if you have the fan on and it's just kind of like rocking barely perceptible you know maybe you slam a door and it vibrates a little bit it's this weird thing, whereas for 99% of the time it did nothing, and then 1% of the time it, it moved, for 99% of the time, it almost seems like it did 1% of the movement. And then in 1% of the time, it did 99% of the movement. Maybe that's just me projecting my own sort of what I would like for it to be. But fuck it, we'll do it. If you don't like it, fuck off. Go away. I'm just kidding. Not really. Not not at all. Just fuck off. Um, but... So it's this it's this thing where you're you're running around, you're changing clothes, and you're gonna be close ones, and all the while you're you're ready to just you're ready to go, but you hope you aren't uncovered. And then sometimes they'll sometimes there is no way out. You know, it sometimes uh, you're lucky when it's like one cop is like, I'm going to go check it out. And they come to see you and they're talking to you and you're behind like a wherever you're, you know, one can see you. You're behind a bush or a tree somewhere on the side of a road and you're talking and, and then you just ice them. Sometimes it's not that easy, though. Right. Sometimes it's like five cops see you and they're all looking at you and one cop's walking towards you. And so you can't, you can just ice that one cop, but it's like very quickly, this whole thing is going south. You can't surrender. I mean, you can, but then the mission's over. So it's like, no, you're this like CIA agent, right? 
you can't surrender. He's coming towards you. And there's this moment of almost beautiful finality where the decision has been made for you. You know, it actually, again, it makes me think of Tim Dillon. He goes on this great rant and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go on the rant here, but he, he, but he basically says there's like, he says like America is just like careening towards the edge. And it's almost like when you throw a party in high school and you wake up the next morning and you thought your parents weren't coming home for a couple of days and you just kind of wake up hung over the house is destroyed and you hear the door shut in the driveway and there's a sheer moment of terror followed by a sort of peaceful resignation (sighs) well we got caught it's not even like you can maybe run and hide the vodka it's like the house is destroyed you have 20 friends all all laying around snoring there's beer cans everywhere I mean it's just wrecked I mean it's just there's a certain resignation that is almost peaceful, right? It's like how do I word this? It was like when I took the MCAT, I obviously didn't want to do poorly, but I would have rather just known right away. It was waiting thirty days to get your score. Is did I ace it? And I did, you know. 35, 95.6 percentile. Hello. Or did I fail it? Or did I just get like a vanilla score? It was the 30 days of just waiting. That just brutal. And there's something about like the peaceful resignation of getting a test back and knowing you failed. Right, like getting a failing test right before spring break. But there's some things where it's like, eh, like you know, you know you're fucked, right? Getting caught by your parents doing something. Where it's like, (sighs) but there's a peace in that it's over. You know, doctor, give it to me straight. Hey, you have two months to live. That's horrible. It's unimaginable. But you know. You know what's happening. And, I mean, shit, I would argue that's probably why I stayed on the pre-med path for so long. Is like, I wasn't happy. It took all my, all my time, all day, every day. In hindsight, can see I was developing horrible OCD tendencies. I mean, literal OCD tendencies. I had, I did OCD therapy for several months. I, I never realized just how truly it dominated my life. Um... That's another weird thing. If that's something that dominated my life forever and I never knew it until I did therapy, never realized how hard it was to break those things. And then when I did break those things, I mean, it's like a whole new life. I mean, it really is like a whole new game of unlocked new areas of life just and how I can just live my, I mean, simple things. Like I can just go to a friend's house and I don't have to worry about what meal I'm eating the next day and am I waking up at this exact time? I mean, it really, it's a prison. But the thing is, is I never even knew I was in a prison. It's one thing if you know you are. So, I mean, what other things in my life are there right now that I don't even know I'm in? Right? Like, I live at home. I know I want to move out. That's like a clear, defined goal. 
I want like what things are running my world that I don't even know exist. Point is, fuck, where were you on with that? Finality. Yeah, staying pre-med. It was like I didn't like it. I thought I did. But even as I slowly start to realize I didn't like, that's the beauty is for a while I actually brainwashed myself into thinking I liked it. The real pain starts to come when you realize you don't like it. That's the right. If you're going to be stuck in a rat race, at least stay asleep. Don't wake up. But that's why I stayed was it was so comfortable. I'll just go to med school. It takes four years. I have to take this many courses, and then I have to do residency. First, second, third uh, choices. I'll go become a doctor. Maybe go do a fellowship somewhere if you're really successful. I'll get a I'll get a job, whether it's whether it's a private industry surgeon or whether it's the country goes into a socialist med system. The reality is you'll be indispensable. You'll always have a job. If China takes over learn Chinese, you'll always have a job. There was a peace in knowing that I was resigned to doing something I didn't like. Because I think it's a Jim Carrey quote, and he's he's a, he's a, he's a, no, what's the right word? He's a uh, disconnected, detached from reality celebrity but he does have a good quote where it's like you can fail at something you don't even like so you might as well go for what you love like just because you stick with your you know i fuck you work at fucking you you do delivery for a chinese restaurant i did that once for like a year sure there's that resignation that you have a paycheck and maybe you're not going to become a broadway singer but at least you know you have a paycheck not true you might not have a paycheck. There might be a COVID. There might be, you don't, it's not guaranteed. I think subconsciously or perhaps consciously, I don't know, it's been several, it's been seven, eight years now. It was that, well, no, as a doctor, like I will have a job. It's not something that can be taken away. Like I, I will have a job. But there was something about that sort of peaceful resignation. And that's why I didn't go for it. Versus the fear of, like, you don't know how it's going to work. And now the podcast is kind of working. But we've gone way off into the weeds. Somehow this is still Hitman. But there's something peaceful about when all the cops start walking towards you. And you know, if someone takes this this out of context, this will be great, right? But there's something about when you're standing there... In like a baker's uniform with like a pink apron and one cop's walking towards you with five more looking on and there's no way out you have to pull out the silence nine millimeter and start painting foreheads there's like a piece in that in knowing that the die has been cast you have to move it's begun right Pearl Harbor, D-Day. There's something in knowing that you have to commit. Even if you die, there's almost a sort of peace in that, like, at least it's not uncertain. Right? It's like the uncertainty of the Cuban Missile Crisis. I'm sure, actually I know, that 
a lot of generals wanted it to be war, but I'm sure there's almost some sort of piece of like, all right, we're just firing the nukes. It's like the tension is over. Obviously, you hope to get out of it. And like Hitman, I'm sure they probably thought there's no way out. There's one cop walking towards us and there's four watching on. Somehow, Kennedy fucking pulled like a Magic Johnson uh, Globetrotters move and got out of it. Khrushchev blinked. Bitch. But there's something about you. You're going on this mission and the whole time you're trying to maintain this facade and you're trying to move around and is there time limits? Do you, you know, is the target going to go into a bunker or is someone going to notice there are things in Hitman called enforcers. And it's like, if I like knock out a cop or kill a cop and wear his uniform, you can go up to other cops and they'll think you're a cop. But there are things, there are guys called enforcers where it's like, they recognize that you're not a cop. Like it's like, they're it'd be like the police chief. Like he knows all of his guys and whereas other guys on the force might just think you're a new guy and not think twice of it, the guy in charge looks at it and it's like, uh-uh. You know, it's like a puppy that looks like other puppies could probably fool the other puppies into thinking that it's just another, you know, part of the litter. But like, mama, you know, the mama, mama dog will recognize that it's not one of them. So there's... So yeah, there's like time move, time sensitive targets, there's enforcers and the whole thing, you're just kind of walking on this wire, right? Again, sort of maybe like, is, is it Philippe, the guy that walked between the World Trade Centers on a wire? Granted, he survived, but I'm sure there's like a piece if you got blown off. It's like, well, I now, you know, the uncertainty is gone. You granted, you're hurtling towards the World Trade Center plaza at, at terminal velocity, but... Fun fact, Empire State Building was the first building you could jump off of and reach terminal velocity. I feel like all velocity is terminal, though, when you jump off a building. Get it? But there's something about when it finally just says they realize that, like, you're not one of them. If you can keep the pistol silenced, you can knock them all down, and you can actually still kind of contain the situation. But they don't have silenced pistols, so the second they st- they start firing a clip, I mean, it's over. Uh, every other guard hears that the people start running and screaming, and at that point, the game switches from a, the game switches from a, an Operation Neptune Spear, where you're taking down Bin Laden in the dead of night, to it switches to a it switches to a, a Battle of the Bulge. It switches to a Iwo Jima, right? It switches from an OSS operation to a just full-out invasion force where you're going to shell them and then invade with overwhelming numbers. Right, uh, like Bay of Pigs. We you know, we wanted to do all these assassination attempts on Castro, and there was a point where we decided that like, we might just have to send like 100,000 Marines and just take over Cuba. And there's like there's that flipping point in Hitman, and, and, and I've been thinking about it a lot not in the sense that I want to be a hitman, but you know, there are all these lessons in everything that can teach you about the rest of life. Um, I think Paulo, I can never say his last name, CeeLo, Quelo, the guy that wrote the alchemist. He talks about in the book that 
that all the lessons of the universe can be written on like one grain of rice or like the head of a pin because they really are simple it's like do unto others for example it's like do unto others as you would like to have done to you for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction you know the only certainties are death and taxes um the Beatles and in the end the love you make is equal to the love you take there are these like truths there's only like a couple of fundamental truths but they really they get dressed up in a trillion different ways right like Hitman is like you're killing a target maybe it's in Morocco maybe it's in Miami maybe it's with a race car maybe it's with a chandelier falling but it's all the same you're just taking out a target in the same way, I have found through audiobooks, through schoolwork, through jobs, through the creative process, and even through video games, there does seem to be a finite amount of lessons that can be learned in life, and you can find them dressed up in other ways, right? Whether it's the learning process, you can do that through OCHEM. You can... I really have to pee, sorry. So, that being said, as I've been wondering for really the greater part of a month or so, maybe almost two months, what is that lesson in Hitman? It might be, and this is the one I'm tending to lean towards, um... You know, uh, I, I, maybe almost in the same way, like speed running, speed running video games. Like you can, if you fuck something up what, to anyone else may just seem like a minor, like you're trying to drift around a corner on like a Grand Theft Auto mission and like you fuck up and like hit a tree and it takes three seconds to get back on the road, three, four seconds. And then you start going again. To anyone else, it just seems like a minor inconvenience. But if you're trying to do a speed run, you know that that just fucked the whole seven-hour run with those three seconds. Um, there are other level, uh, mission types in Hitman called uh, called Sniper. It's just no it's Sniper Assassin. Not an important name, but one of them is like you're 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 at this like wedding, and I think in like Germany or something. And you have to like kill all these people. You have to kill these three targets and hit 
try to not kill any civilians and then take out all 15 guards. Excuse me. And I've got it down to where I can do it in like a, like a minute and seven seconds. And it's great. But that's about it. My record is 106 point something. But it's to a point where it's like... You, you can... Like I fine honed it so much that now it's not like, oh, maybe I'll take out that target first. It's like, I know like... Like... Wall piercing bullet, normal bullet, normal bullet, normal bullet, normal bullet, normal, normal reload, normal piercing, normal, normal piercing, explosive, explosive, explosive. I know that if I even miss one shot, it has this cascading effect where it fucks up all subsequent things. So if I have to, if I try to lead that guy and I miss him and I got to reload and go back to him, by the time I go to the next guy and the next guy, they've now drifted farther apart all the way to where. 10 10 shots later a guy that normally i hit right before he walks behind like a metal lamp is now behind it and that fucks that up and it through these things where if you can fuck up very early and the whole thing is fucked i've been trying to wonder like what is that law what is that what is that that lesson to be learned um maybe it could be the there's like a great saying change before you have to because like there's always change it's like stay ahead of it like what Joe Teddy and Del Comstock say don't let the situation run you run the situation no matter how shitty it is stay on top of it be the one that's making the moves calling the shots yeah it's I mean, maybe there are some parallels between that and Hitman. And that you have to make these moves. Because, one, well, I don't know, maybe once, once you've, I'm just, I'm, I'm playing this, I'm thinking this out out loud in like real time. I'm, I didn't plan this. Not that this is some impressive feat. <laughs> I didn't plan this. This is off the top of my head. It's like that wasn't, there was nothing interesting about that. You know, you know the the fat cat wears a hat. That rap was off the top of my head. Like that doesn't mean anything. That being said, I'm gonna, I'm trying to think this out loud. I don't know, maybe it, are there things in life that like you don't get a redo on? And once you're, I don't know, once you've lost that option, it's gone forever. You know, once you've been found out in a hitman. You can kill the people that saw you, but even that's a risky move. I don't know, stay... It might be change before you have to. It might be don't get sloppy, don't let up your guard. You know, one false move can fuck up, like, hours of, you know, is it a disproportional thing, Right. I think you can only diet like 500 calories a day to limit it to fat burning. And after that, you start burning muscle tissue. I think that could be bro science. But like there's no upper limit to like how much weight you can gain in a day. 
So if there's 3,500 calories in a pound of fat, it takes seven days of a 500-calorie deficit to lose a pound. But in one day, going to Golden Corral, you could gain 3,500 calories of excess weight. So it's disproportional. So like one disproportional... I mean, you could train to be a breacher, like a SWAT team breacher your whole life for like decades, but one day you, you know, you get a little sloppy, you open that door, you get shot in the face and it's over. And it's like that one day of not bringing your A game undid your whole life of preparation. You know, it's like, it's some, you know, it's like, it's like Jeff Bezos getting caught cheating. Like really? It wasn't these other global global corporations, these other titans. You lost half your wealth because you couldn't keep it in your pants. Man, if that's not like a poetic, timeless tale of humanity. Hmm. So what is that lesson? I don't know, and I, and, I, and I don't know why it's just been sitting with me. I mean, may, I mean, maybe it's containing, right? There's one level. So, like an ace combat, sometimes like a bunch of like drones will come in from the edge of one of the levels, and it's like there are drones in here. But if you play the game enough, you know they're coming, so you can go kind of camp out. And you want to get above and behind them so you can shoot like eight air-to-air missiles at once and take them all out. Because if you can get them in that cluster, you can get them. But once they start to spread out, all of a sudden what might take five seconds can go on maybe take 15 minutes to get them all. Right? You could say the same with uh, COVID. Or there's a level in Hitman where there is a bio, there's a, a virus, and there's like one guy that you have to go kill. But like he coughs on like a he coughs on like a maid or something or like a secretary and she gets sick and she like runs down the hall and like gets someone else sick and it very quickly goes from like 1, 2, 4, 16, 128 it just starts jumping up and you have to kill everyone to to contain the virus in the in this, the, there's like, it's like a spa in Japan, Hokkaido not really though because it's in the middle of nowhere so it's actually the virus would be contained, right? I mean, is that the lesson? You know, avoid, avoid, avoid fucking up, avoid catastrophes, and if it does go out, contain it. You know, ideally you'd never put out a racist tweet, but if you do, the next step would be to, I guess, get out in front of it, hold a press conference. But... I think it was Steve Jobs that's I mean, didn't Albert Einstein say, if you can't explain it simply, then you don't understand it well enough? Steve Jobs said something, he's like, the like the ultimate complexity is simplicity. Something along, I know that's not the quote, but it's something along the lines of like, like, like true mastery of something is making it simple. Why? true mastery of something is making it Jesus Christ true mastery of something is making it simple 
and it's I actually I need to read that quote right now. What is it? It's Steve Jobs on simplicity. Um, Steve Jobs simplicity. Here, here we go. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. It takes a lot of hard work to make something simple to truly understand the underlying... Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. It takes a lot of hard work to make something simple, to truly understand the underlying challenges and come up come up with elegant solutions. It's not just minimal... Mi- excuse me. It's not just minimalism or the absence of clutter. It involves digging through the depth of complexity. To be truly simple, you have to go really deep. You have to deeply understand the essence of a product in, or- in order to be able to get rid of the parts that are not essential. So, yeah, you you could you could take whatever hitman lesson there is, and you could you know give like a splotchy jumble together. Yeah, it's you know don't fuck something up, and if you do fuck it up, make sure you can contain it in a timely manner. But that's not that's not what's the core lesson. No, it's like a good thesis is one sentence. You know. What is it? It's something, and I can't put a word on it, but it's like a phenomena that I recognize in that game that I really haven't recognized in any other game. I mean, maybe with like Far Cry or something, but the whole that game's not based on like stealth. That's more like a perk. If you can if you can do it quietly, you get like a you know some bonus money. But a Hitman game where you I mean you really can put in an hour or two in a level, and the whole thing can just be fucked within like four seconds it's this like you know it's like snipers taking three days to get into position and like going off against each other all it takes is one guy poking his head up and then it's over there's something beautiful about that beautifully terrifying like nations like I think that's perhaps why I'm so obsessed with nuclear warfare and uh, bunkers is like we're just poised just I mean I think it was Eric Schlosser that said a missile silo is a lot like a gun it's got one big it's got one big barrel with one big round it's got its gunpowder with the warhead at the front and it's aimed cocked pointed at the sky and it goes far faster than a bullet and like snipers we're pointing these at each other and we have been <sighs> shit we have been for i mean okay i don't know but now i'm gonna have to test my history bombers to nuclear missiles to 75 years to 45 actually to 46 now we'll call it mm, we'll call it it's We'll call it 60 years just to be safe, 1961. I know that nuclear missiles were around before that. We'll just call it 60 to be safe. For 60 plus years, we've been pointing these at each other. And we got really close to pulling the trigger, the Cuban Missile Crisis. And I think in 1983, there was another time where we almost did. But we've been poised with these. And again, for all of its life, they haven't been used, but in the last hundredth of a percentile of time, 
it all goes down. So what is that lesson? We're not going to rush it if I can't get it out. I got another podcast in 18 minutes. Got to wrap this one up in like eight minutes. I'm not going to rush it. If I can't figure it out, we're, we're going to come back to it. We're not going to put out a, a shit product. As I put out a podcast or I'm screaming, not sure where I'm just, I don't know what's worse. Is it me screaming or is it me talking like NPR? Today we're going to talk about, today we're going to talk about Dead Man. And, and, and I'm really fascinated by the way that you murder. So what is that lesson? change before you have to but that implies a resistance to change and a hitman you're not resisting change you're constantly moving you're constantly literally changing clothes so I don't think that's applicable there change before you have to that's right I mean that's getting your shit together and you know before you have to right starting to get good grades in college so you can choose where you go to grad school instead of having to take whatever job is handed to you because you have shitty grades what is that lesson it mean the resignation the, the the peace in a choice right like the constant says in hitman life is so much simpler when everything is in black and white loki says in avengers um, I think it's Age of Ultron, you know, the most widely known but least spoken secret is that humans love a ruler, humans love to live on their knees, we love to have someone tell us what is and is not, you know, there's an argument for that for dictators in the Middle East and Africa, but that I don't think that's it. What is it? it I'm getting this like imagery of it's almost like a, it's like a bubble. It's this like growing bubble and it can pop. I mean, I can't put a word on it. What is it? I mean, with a game like, um, you know, with a game like Just Cause or even Far Cry, you can, you can kind of use the whole, you know, win a battle before you fight it. And it's because you go in, you scout out where everyone is, you get your rocket launchers and your bombs ready, and then you just go in with blinding force. But I don't think that's it because this isn't that you don't know where everything is. You have to like real time kind of figure it out. Fuck. This is really bothering me. I, I guess I'm just going to have to play some more Hitman and figure it out. I mean, one false move. Fuck. I think it was Mike Tyson that said something along the lines of, um, like, sobriety. Was that, 
like the road of sobriety, right? And then like the muddy ditch of of relapse and abuse. Like you want to get out of the ditch and you want to be in the middle of the road of sobriety and you want to walk that road, right? That you want to get your life together, you know, walk a straight edge or whatever the fuck is, you know, you get what I'm saying. But it was no matter how long, no matter how far along the road of sobriety you've walked, the ditch is always the same distance. So even if you're 11,000 days sober, I mean, the liquor store is still the same distance from your house that it's always been. So, I mean, but that kind of sounds more like a success isn't owned. It's rent, it's leased and rent is due every day. What the fuck is it? Man, I really can't put a word on it. It's... It's, I don't know, one moment, it's one moment can fuck up everything, but that's not, that's not simple. That's not, that doesn't sound like a well thought out thesis. It's driving me crazy and I honestly don't think I'm going to come up with it, but I do. I was hoping that I was going to come up with it in the last couple seconds because that would have been this beautiful... 99% of the podcast, I didn't know what it was, and 1% I did know it, right, that whole thing, but clearly the universe isn't working with me today. So, I gotta wrap this one up. I got a, I got a badass author, 13 Minutes, Michael Swanson, author of The War State. It's gonna be an awesome podcast. So, um, thanks, as always, for watching this, guys. If you liked it, please subscribe. Um, if you don't, don't subscribe. But, um, YouTube has all but frozen my subscriber count. Uh, so yeah. I always told myself I wouldn't be that guy that asked for subscribers, yet here we are. This hoodie, available in the merch store. These are the nicest fucking hoodies you'll ever wear, and that much I guarantee you. All right, take care, guys.